0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Midnight Radio. I'm so glad you could be with me today. We're going to open up the phone lines in the second half so you guys can talk to J.T. Kinderfeller. He's talking to us tonight about the criminal justice system here in the United States. I believe it it's, uh, has a lot of components to it. You never thought it did, and it might just work in ways you never knew it did or it could. If you want to call in, the phone number is 325-261-0892. 325-261-0892. If you'd like to email us a question, you can do that. Phone number, I mean, the, ad, the email address is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. After the interview, we're going to go over some of the events that happened today with the, the scream audio that was forged, actually, ...about the University of Idaho Murders. We're going to go into that after the interview. But until that, until then, I'll talk to you on the other side of this. This is Midnight Radio. I am Jerry Adams. We have a very important guest with us tonight... Mr. JT Kinderfeller and him and I was thinking the other day, this man has spent so much time on this particular subject, he has more information than anybody with a doctorate or a master's degree. Again, everybody, I want to welcome JT Kinderfeller. JT, are you still there? I am. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we talked earlier, one of the things we were talking about was the, wasn't the judicial system, but it was the education system. Why does it take 12 years for you to learn everything before you get released from this mandatory education sentence? It's like, <laughs> I was thinking this. That's a good question. You learn your colors. You How long does that take? You learn... Your numbers, how long does that take? I'm thinking a total maybe of four years you can divide and multiply. Why does it take It so long? It's like a big insulated waste of time.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that it's uh, more about conformity um, uh, conformity to a specific narrative than it is about uh, education as far as it goes if you're older if you're younger then yes it takes years to learn these things but once you're an adult it only takes uh, an adult education programs about 200 hours Wow. Uh, that doesn't take 20 years of <laughs> school to accumulate you know and, and so it's a it's an odd thing it's more like a prison than it's it's like a prison sentence
0: do you think maybe it would help kids if they started school a little bit later, like maybe 10 years old, like you go from 10 to 15 and that's it?
1: Oh, yeah, without question. Uh, I mean, we're
0: not going to reinvent uh, education tonight, but.
1: No, and and a certain amount of it has to do with, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you could actually do that the way things are today. Uh, parents aren't real involved with their children much of the time, and so um, we become dependent on the way that the system functions. And so, you know, it's, it's critical that you get your learning in age three to nine, you know, and, uh, you need lots, lots and lots of study at that time, lots of involvement with someone that will is willing to teach you. And so I think that's the good side of the education setup in the way it is. But really, if you think about it after about age 12, um, everything that you study is, is really just basically a review, maybe with a little a little added on, but not enough to justify another year of uh, confinement, really.
0: So we, we were having that conversation as it relates to kind of the state of the world. We have, I go over these stories every day about these harsh murders. A lot of them are family related. I'd say most of them are, family related or acquaintance related. It seems like we yep. have a breakdown in the fabric of our society. So whatever it is they're doing, I'm telling you, it's not working. It, it does seem like things would be better. And I'm not saying that there used to be less education. I think the education that they got back in the forties and the fifties had more substance to it in the form of, of social studies and mathematics than, and, ge- and geography than it does now. But uh, I know those kids spend a lot of time on the, on the farm and working. And also know that you grew up in a small community, so yes. where where did your disillusionment start? Where you started realizing that the system wasn't the way you always thought it would be?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, gosh,
0: where was the first pebble Great. that started rolling down that hill?
1: The first pebble. Uh, I guess really. Um, Jeez. where I started first waking up to the, the way that things are working, uh, I would have been older. I would have been, uh, probably about 28 years old. I would say I'd be under an indictment, federal indictment before I started realizing that. The del- oh, Wait a minute.
0: The delightment a of little, the indictment.
1: little off. It, it was, it, it was, uh, there was definitely a, a certain amount of excitement to it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that that's where the disillusionment started. I mean, I'd had uh, previous experiences that had, had kind of, I didn't realize at the time were leading up to uh, the profound disillusionment that I experienced, um, where I just, uh, I guess you would say kind of lost belief in uh, most of the things that I'd been taught. And so uh, especially do
0: you, you want to tell us what led up to that indictment?
1: Uh, yeah, so um I uh I trafficked marijuana for a number of years um from Mexico to through the United States and uh oh, also Canada.
0: What years were that?
1: Uh that okay. was, this would have been about 97 to about 2001.
0: Okay, so basically what you're saying if any of you guys smoked any marijuana between those years. You can thank this man right here.
1: (laughs) This is a guy. If if you're in a number of States, that would definitely probably be the case. Uh, it was, um, you know, it's going to give a certain impression when I tell you what it was, but it was, uh, it was thousands of pounds of marijuana. And, uh, I moved them through, uh, well, I moved them all the way across the United States. Much of the time to Chicago, uh, Minneapolis, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Let's see, Denver, um, gosh, a bunch of places. And uh so it it it'll give the impression of, you know, hey, this is a real hardened criminal here. And uh if you saw the indictment and uh, uh subsequent uh court paperwork and stuff, you would say, Oh yeah, this guy is an international drug smuggler, you know. And The truth is, though, behind that is that really I was just a small town kid that uh, opportunity came my way and I jumped on it. It It's hard to turn down. It was a massive amount of money for very little work for a guy that worked since he was a a child, you know, and uh, the man that got me involved with it was a minister. Um, And... uh, You know, even though that was the case and that was what I was doing, uh, it never was handled like in uh, what you would call an unethical fashion or anything like that. There wasn't a lot of, well, actually, there just wasn't a lot of crime associated with it.
0: So basically, uh, it was just delivery.
1: It was just a delivery service is exactly what it was. And, uh, but, I mean, like I say, you wouldn't know that by the indictment, or by the way I was treated, or by the indictment you were
0: you were like Pablo Escobar, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's totally and completely blown out of proportion from from the word jump from the very beginning of this, which was a, a superseding indictment, and uh, it was a, ended up being a conspiracy case, which just basically means when the feds go with a conspiracy case that there's no evidence necessary. You just need someone to say that this person was involved. A co-conspirator to say that you're involved is plenty enough for a conviction. And, and when I say there doesn't need to be evidence, I mean there doesn't need to be any evidence. So there was no marijuana. There was no money. There was no uh, nothing, no no linking evidence at all to the, to the case whatsoever.
0: So basically, on the all they word. had was hearsay. Hearsay.
1: I mean, that's what it would be considered, yes, hearsay. But in a, but if it's co-conspirators under a conspiracy case, then, then that is, uh, just as much evidence as if a. I mean, the jury must listen to the, the co-conspirators' testimony and give it the same weight that a, any, any federal agent. So. So it's completely ridiculous and different than. I would imagine most people think it is. So I, I was uh, guilty, I guess you would say, of trafficking the pot. But the the thing that brought the disillusionment was that when I started realizing, hey, I could be completely innocent of this, real easy. And that would have mattered very little. As a matter of fact, that would have ended up guaranteeing that I would have never changed my plea, and I would have never accepted their. Uh, guilty plea and when I did that that actually lowered the levels that I was prosecuted at by three points and so when you go down three levels you're talking about the difference in you know 20 years on a sentence just for saying okay I'm guilty so had I not been guilty of it and had fought it then I for sure would have gotten another 20 years on top of the eight
0: so they made it to where if you even fought it, you would have extra years piled on.
1: Oh, most definitely. That That's most definitely the case. That's exactly how that works. And so when they, uh, when the feds indict you on anything and they come at you, they're going to come at you with, um, the most outrageous amount of time that you could possibly imagine. And you start looking at the levels and, and so you might get three levels off for, um, Uh, Pleading guilty or two levels off, I think, it's hard to remember some years ago, three levels off for uh, it being your first offense and stuff like that. But I mean, just by the guidelines, say you've been convicted, well, that's up here in these higher end of the guidelines. And Oh, you're going to plead not guilty. Oh, well, that's going to be higher in the guidelines as well. And With a 98.9% conviction rate, your chances aren't very good. At uh, at getting out of it, guilty or not, uh, once you're indicted, it's it's pretty much a sure deal that you're going to go to prison.
0: Were you surprised? Were you surprised at the capabilities that they had to? Absolutely. To surveil you. Could you tell us about that? But first, we got a question. Uh, I got a question here in the chat room, and I'm not sure what this means. I think you might know it. Someone says, "Can you ask him if the spraying of the Paraquat affected his supply chain?"
1: Uh, yeah, well, here's what I'll say about that. And I I definitely was aware of it. And, uh, as far as what I was doing was trying to mitigate these things as much as I could. So, um, now most of the things I'm going to tell you right now would definitely make me an organizer (laughs) Mm. and so would have increased my sentences dramatically. But, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that I got heavily involved with the, uh, Uh, purchasing of large quantities, and by large quantities, I mean uh, ten to 20,000 pounds at a time, and uh, so when I would get these um, large quantities, I would go down and inspect them because several times we would get them, and they would be orange flecked, and so you could always tell uh, this orange flecking all over the uh, uh, cannabis that that it had been sprayed. I mean, it's it's really different than, say, a uh, aphid infection or something like that looks mm-hmm. like. And so you could tell, you could smell it, and you could see the way that it deteriorated, um, uh, the way that it's packaged down there and pushed into bricks. Uh, it, it really, it, it won't deteriorate for years. It'll, it'll stay perfectly fine as long as it can get air. If it's cut off from air, then it'll. Anyways, I'm trailing off.
0: That's all right.
1: What is Paraquat? uh, So Paraquat is uh, a defoliant that uh, the U.S. government and uh, governments in uh, southern parts of America um, have decided that they would spray on cannabis fields uh, as part of their war on drugs. And so they spray on just at random on huge areas down there that cover the land with paraquat, and it uh it's supposed to just strip and kill uh the plants and and that be it but it doesn't do that you know i mean it'll, it'll strip and kill a bunch of them but there's there's hundreds of thousands of plants growing on one plantation so do they also so, use
0: that it's orange the the way it has the orange flecks in it they use that to mark the supply
1: no, I don't think so. But you could tell so where what it came
0: from if you looked at it, right?
1: Right. And so okay. what the intent is is to get rid of, actually kill the plant and its source, but that's that's not what ends up happening. What ends up happening is, is um, I mean, these guys ain't just going to throw away the plants that they have. If it looks the mm-hmm. least bit sellable, they're going to package it up. And so what I was doing was is I would go and look at massive amounts, like huge, huge amounts. All bricked up, and I would spend days cutting open these packages and uh, uh, looking through them and making sure, as best as I could, is that it it wasn't orange that it wasn't deteriorating at a normal rate, that it had no ammonia smell, and so uh, I think that answers the question. Yeah, that
0: answers it. So you had good work ethic. So,
1: well, I didn't want people to get the cancer that's known that you that that stuff causes when it's sprayed on. pot and then smoke, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the residual contact is a carcinogen. So, Mm -hmm. and that defeats the whole purpose of cannabis, which usually helps people with, you know, cancers, chemotherapies.
0: It's legal in a lot of places now. And I think we might have time to talk about that towards the end about how legalization, the politics behind legalization, and how that actually affects somebody with a pot charge or a drug charge. But mm-hmm. back then when they were charging you, what were their surveillance capabilities that they used on you? Can you talk about that a little bit? We are talking about the early 90s. So.
1: Yeah, so let me just give you a, a, a quick example. So my discovery, um, my lawyer filed for discovery. We received the discovery. It was a, a massive amount of, Uh, information boxes and boxes there were 14 boxes of just maps and um, these are legal boxes discovery Mm -hmm. boxes completely filled with just maps and so these maps were um, of every location that any cell phone that I had which was a bunch of track phones Mm -hmm. and um, they the map showed that every time that the phone was on where it was at the location of it and there were red lines Anywhere within the United States. Wait, hold on. That's the so, phone travel.
0: Let's stop right there. So you're saying that track phones, they actually have the ability to track you on a track phone. These aren't anonymous phones that make you.
1: 100%. We're talking about the 90s here.
0: And this was in the so 90s. This
1: is. This was in the 90s. And so what linked those phones to me was the uh, co-conspirators that had. Uh, they had uh, your number. Fled, fled and got on the witness list. And then so the feds can just run their phone and see what their phones have talked to. And so they could remember back or find their lists, which is what happened to me. And they gave up the phone numbers that they used to get in contact with me. And so the co-conspirator says, this was his phone. This was his phone. This was his phone. There's absolutely no evidence linking those phones to me other than the person saying. But besides that, talking about their capabilities, mm-hmm. When I say that these maps are detailed, I mean down within about 20 yards of any place that I was. And so any place in the United States was all lit up with a red line, but they were also tracking me down into Mexico, also tracking me up into Canada. And then those were in black lines because they weren't using those. They weren't going to use those in the court case because I guess that's, you know, the rule. So they could. They could offer into evidence uh, all of these, but but as far as capabilities go, those phones were tracking me everywhere that I was at that they had a signal from a cell tower. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's not even the extent of it. I'll give you another example real quick, and I think I've told you about this, but uh uh in discovery, uh, I was really surprised. So these guys are taking me to court, and they're, uh you know they're pushing this organizer, always an organizer. Uh, he meets the criteria as an organizer. And so this was a big worry, um, looking at an incredible amount of time with his organizer charge. And so uh, I hired a great lawyer. His name is Martin Lenore over in Dallas, and he's a fantastic lawyer. He was the number one rated uh, federal attorney to get. And that's because he had won two trial by juries. Two. Mm-hmm. And so that made him number one. So anyway, um, he decided uh, when we go to court and, uh, you know, we're trying to get out of this organizer deal. And uh, so he doesn't bring anything into the room. He actually goes over to the prosecution's uh, discovery boxes and talks to her for a second and uh, brings out this picture. And so this picture is of me, but you – You couldn't really know it was me, but anyway, this picture was uh, in Anson, Texas, um, at one of those uh, trailers that tell you, oh, you're going too fast, or whatever, you know, it's got the little speed limit sign on it, and it's got a little camera on it, and so this is in 98, Um, this uh, little camera took a picture of me speeding, but you could only see about half of my face, because the other half was covered in smoke and that was actually how I got out of the organizer charge because my lawyer explained to the judge, you know, hey, this this guy that they're making out to be Pablo Escobar here is here he is driving a truckload full of pot and smoking pot so densely that, you know, he's got a blunt <laughs> hanging out his mouth and you can't even see half of his face. But uh what stunned me by that was the fact that so to find that evidence, uh, Martin told me, he said, uh, well, this is what they do. They, When they arrested you and they go to looking to do this on this conspiracy, they feed your picture, your photograph into this computer system that they've got at Quantico. Mm-hmm. And then anywhere that that your photo has been taken, this facial recognition will pull up your uh, face. And so in the discovery, there was, um, also about, about a box of uh, photos. And the photos were like at random, random places, man. Like uh, some of them, not so much. Some of them at toll booths, like every single toll booth that I ever went through, there was a photo. Mm-hmm. And if it had my face in the photo, then it was there. I mean, a, a massive amount of it. And so their capabilities were extreme back then. To track you, to ID you, to you know, it's just mind blowing. So,
0: had you ever been arrested before that point?
1: No, that's your first. Time? Uh, actually, as a kid, I'd been arrested uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid. I did a lot of drinking, and uh, like I say, lived in a small town, and so uh, I would get picked up for drinking and driving mm-hmm. all the time. so i'd been arrested and i'd been to jail and i'd met like you know sheriffs and small town state judges and local judges and stuff and that, that's a whole different animal mm-hmm. from the federal system
0: so you're there in the federal system you you said your lawyer brought up the point that look at this guy this is just a typical stoner he's He's driving down the yeah. highway. He's got a big old uh, Cheech and Chong blunt hanging out, got his hat pulled backwards. This is obviously not an organizer. Exactly. This is just a goob. Exactly. You can't give him these kind of federal charges.
1: That's exactly what the premise of the argument was. And the judge agreed with him and he, he even laughed, you know? And I mean, here's my lawyer, you know, paid him an exorbitant amount of money and here he is making an ass of me, but I'm just, thankful for it because this judge is like, uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to make him an organizer in this. And, uh, so, so that was, that was, uh, all of it was just uh, pure disillusionment. I mean, you know, everything was different than the way that I believed it to be at that point.
0: Now, I'm not really familiar with this. So the judgment was on the judge. You didn't call for a jury.
1: No, no. Um, what had happened was, is the day that they were going to uh, set all of this up, you know, uh, we were pleading not guilty um, up until the day that we were going in for, uh, that's what it would have mm-hmm. been. It would have been jury selection and stuff like that.
0: Okay, so no jury. Um, I, someone told me once that if you're, actually, if you're guilty, it's best to go with the jury, and if you're not guilty, it's best to go with a judge.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it really just depends uh, mm-hmm. with the state. There's lots of the state court and uh, there's lots of things that apply. There's uh,
0: and it depends on what you've you know, done.
1: They're, they're going to have to have, they're exactly, and they're going to have to have evidence and the evidence is going to be weighed and it kind of makes sense in most of the states. Whereas uh, in a federal court uh, jury, Uh, you, you might just want to judge because like I say, the, the rules are really stringent and their hands are pretty much tied and have to go by this, uh, uh, standard that is, especially if it's a conspiracy case or a RICO conviction, um, any RICO case, it's like all that stuff means is that, Hey, we don't need evidence. Um, you're going to listen to anyone. Was it your case, person.
0: a RICO case, because of the conspiracy?
1: It could have been. It could have it, been. But they did not prosecute under RICO.
0: Thank God. So yeah. What? how long did you were you uh, sentenced to?
1: So I was sentenced to two eight-year sentences um, hmm. run concurrent, one on an information and one on an indictment. Okay. And uh, so the information was a case where a truck was found full of pot, and I was about four miles away from it, down on the border. Damn thing broke down on me. So, was your uh, truck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. not mine. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, uh, uh, I had already uh, uh, hired Martin for that case, and that case never even um, came up. It it ended up that the prosecution realized they wouldn't be able to have enough to try, and so that was a DEA case. And then when the conspiracy came up, uh, that was a FBI federal investigation, and they just went back and tied all of that in together because they had these uh, co-conspirators. We got about,
0: we have about four minutes before I open the lines up to everybody. So, so you were looking at eight years concurrently. So Mm -hmm. basically eight years, you go into the eight years, eight years, you go into the prison system. So you became disillusioned that you saw how they were trying to take you down for this one, for your portion of what you did in, uh, moving the product, but they're treating you like you were the kingpin.
1: Oh, for a number of reasons. I mean, not just that, uh, also that, that, you know, we're talking about 2001 here. And so everybody, you know, remembers what was going on then, uh, September 11th and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was stunned that the FBI could waste uh, manpower on uh, investigating cannabis, you know. (laughs) It's just like, really? You know, we've got this team of investigators on this when we're being attacked up here, you know. it just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, a million different things, a million different things, disillusioned me about the whole deal. Uh, mainly, I guess it would be the uh, the seriousness that of uh, the charges and the seriousness of the time that it carried. I was all just completely oblivious to. But all basically, of that.
0: Um, that was just the beginning point for you, right? This is yes. like a little crack in it. And you're like, well, this isn't the way I thought it would be. And then you yes. start. You go into the prison system, and uh, yeah, and and you started learning about you know how how people can treat other people, mm-hmm. what you hold important in your life. Um, yes, one of the things we were talking about before we started was what, what is a good guy and a bad guy. You can look at FBI agents, and I've exactly. done a lot of reading, done a lot of reading on this area, and they've changed the rules so. They can send an FBI agent to you just out of the blue and try to get you to do something you would never do, and if you do it, they can, they can, um, absolutely charge you for it. Before they couldn't do that; it was what do they call it? In not in, inciting uh, you to do it. Now there's no incitement laws. That that's changed. no, there's no
1: incitement. It's uh, and uh, you know people didn't realize the with the introduction of reverse things. I mean, pretty much everything that they did with the drug war was just a, a way to just strip all of the rights from the citizenry. And so, oh, well, it's okay to do this on uh, uh, for drugs, and then it becomes okay to do this in any type of prosecution. And so what you find on reverse staying is that the, the federal agent is actually out there for sometimes years, the drug dealer, selling the drugs, and, and not just a little bit. I'm talking about a massive amount and actually recruiting men to sell the drugs for them, you know? And so, um, and then when they're, when they're done with their little reverse sting, then all of these guys that they've set up to be drug dealers, well, now they all get charged. Whereas this guy that facilitated the entire thing, well, he's still an FBI agent. He's just, right. Maybe gets a check on his, by his name, the, uh, agent that, uh, led the uh whole investigation on me ended up in prison
0: so so i want to tell uh, everybody why this is this is very interesting to me because i was conducting investigation about the amount of cocaine cells in the united states and i was right. like holy crap i was looking at the numbers did you know that cocaine in the united states is as profitable as coca-cola the soda can you believe that <laughs> Those those are the wow. real numbers, and I'm like, first of all, how the hell do they know that? Second of all, that means <laughs> one in five Americans is snorting coke. Wow. If you, you go, if you go to the in this true one if you go to the store, you might or out in town, you're going to see one in five person with a Coca Cola in their hand. That means yeah. if you go out in town, how many how many doctors are there in a town five or more? One of those is drinking coke, and one is on cocaine.
1: How, yeah. many, how many and checkout girls ridiculous. are at the
0: grocery store? One of those is on cocaine. That's not true. That can't be possible. But that's the amount of dollars they make per the product they have. I'm like, this is bullshit.
1: And so the the what what strikes me about that is um, cocaine or the coca plant can be grown by anyone, and they're um, you know, right up here in the United States, you could if it if there weren't laws pertaining to it, then there wouldn't be any worth to it. The only value the cannabis at the time that I was moving it. The only value as far as monetary gain uh, comes in. Exactly. Is the risk associated with the federal or state authorities putting you in a penitentiary. I mean that's the only so you, thing that makes it You worth have money. the
0: government setting the prices and you the have there were little goobs like you at the bottom moving it, then you have the yeah. FBI are the ones distributing it and the and maybe the sure. CIA too with the cocaine.
1: You know, like it's definitely facilitating the the entire process, the top, all the way down into South America.
0: Right, mm-hmm. and you have a, yeah. a a portion at the top who knows what's going on and is working with the authorities in some way, who aren't the authorities, and they get a free pass because they can distribute it and take out, I don't know, oh, absolutely whatever a criminal elements not going on with the whatever the plan of the FBI is, and and yet the yeah, FBI absolutely. is the good guys. To me, it looks like this there's evil people on both sides, whether it's a criminal element or whether it's the United States government or the FBI and what the same thing they have in, co- in common is they're trying to reach that promotion or they're trying to reach that level of, of money. It's greed.
1: Yes. Yes. It's greed. It's 100% greed. And the whole thing is based around this, um, this uh, debt system that we have set up and, and it's like, uh, When you start looking into it and where does the money come from and how do we get money and stuff like that, it's mind-numbing. It's absolutely mind-numbing to figure these things out. You know, it'll blow you away to first open your eyes to it. Wait a second. Are you telling me that the only value in the cocaine that I'm getting is it being illegal? Yes, that's the only value. You know, you can pick up a kilo of cocaine in Bolivia for $100. You know, $100. So basically... About $13,000 at the U.S. Board.
0: We are looking. so Drugs are a program. We are looking at a program. A program. Black running. money
1: program. It's Yes. Uh, holy it's, crap. It's, it's, it's for black money. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. It's so that they can have all this money that's off of the books. And this money, since it's off of the books, can fund any number of things. Uh, different programs that they are definitely up to and admitted to being up to you all know. of this is
0: admitted people. This isn't a conspiracy. This is what they've admitted 100%. to 100%. And they're like, ha 100%. Ha. Yeah. ha
1: ha ha. And, ha, and, you uh, know,
0: ha what are you going to do? Nobody cares. Edward Snowden came out with a lot of cares. information. And they're like, yeah, we knew that. And mm-hmm. you guys don't and care. Nobody cares. We knew that.
1: And so, and so, you know, speaking of disillusionment, man, I ended up, um, uh, in this, uh, state of mind that I can't really explain to you just a where how did I get here <laughs> it sounds like shock it is definitely it's definitely you know, shock and shock so, is one of the things that there is definitely uh, uh, invoked in a person through this whole
0: experience we were talking and once you described to me the level of programming in the prison and how w- yes. it might have been available it, you know it you got shocked into waking up So then you go in the prison, and you see what they're doing to you, and they start to to program you, and you look, and you're like, holy crap, not only have I been programmed right now here in the prison, they're trying to, but out in the real world, they were trying to program me too. Could you describe that to
1: me? Yeah, I want to, you know, I, I guess it's something that I've said since I was released. People say, well, what did you learn from your prison experience? And uh, and I say, Well, I learned I didn't want to be in prison. But it goes further than that. What I actually learned um was when I when I left the prison facility, I I realized and I mean it was like God had slapped me in the face with it. Hey, you've always been in a prison. The fences are just further out there. And it 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 really is like that to a degree. And the further you wish to be confined is actually uh, granted to you. Uh, in other words, the things that you try to, uh, you you go towards, uh, oh, I don't even know how to say it, uh, but the fences, the fences are a, a psychological thing.
0: They're an illusion, prison. really.
1: But it is definitely an illusion because those fences, those same fences, are absolutely everywhere. And the freedom that you have is the freedom that you uh, uh, protect, I would say. And I would say that it's a state of mind more than it
0: is anything. My wife and I were talking about this earlier today, and we were talking about, I, I wouldn't call it a fence, I would call it a false goal. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, keep, it would keep you in that fence instead of wondering out when you're always looking for a dollar number, and you're always looking yeah. for... I don't know, I guess I guess here in the radio slash YouTube world you're looking for listens and views, which isn't my goal. Um, right. There's never there's never an end to that. You want one more and then five and then ten and twenty hundred and a thousand. Next thing you know, you're doing bad things to get to what you want to do, like the guy we're gonna talk about after the interview who faked a phone call of a dying lady. But that's how desperate yes. things will go. You gotta be yeah, happy so if, with what you're could, doing.
1: If I could yeah, that's exactly right, and it's it's the it truly is the journey and not the destination. Um, what, what I could say to anybody or what I'd like to say to everyone out there so that someone that's like, I was just a dumb, dumb kid, not realizing anything is that, uh, what happened to me was, uh, when I first began doing this, I didn't have a dollar to my name. I worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and I, I didn't have anything, you know? And, All I could see was, oh, people that have X amount of dollars, well, they have this life, right? And so, in my mind, um, when I first began, I needed $20,000 because $20,000 sounded to me like, you know, I mean, now it's ridiculous to me. But at the time, I was like, oh, if I just had $20,000. And what happened was is I made a run. It took three days. I had 20 grand. You know what I mean? And so, well, golly, it took three days. So the 20 grand, I mean, that was, that was great and everything, but in my mind, it just immediately changed. And now I needed a new number. I had a new goal, but my goal really wasn't a goal. It was just an arbitrary number. And so my goal became, oh, I need a hundred thousand dollars. And so at a hundred thousand dollars, just a few months later, um, then then the goal became two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I remember having the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal because at that point I really started getting involved with the uh, the people in Mexico and realizing that hey, I'm going to have to move a, a lot of this stuff to to reach this goal, and uh, and then all of a sudden that goal became easy. Uh, you know, two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh well, here we are a couple of months later. I've got two hundred and fifty thousand. And so then my goal became 500000 and then my goal became a million, and, uh, and I never reached the, the million dollars, but it makes absolutely no difference, the, the amount. At uh, th- that time in my life, I had more money than I had ever had at that point, you know, and have had since. And, uh, and the money offered absolutely no happiness. There was no satisfaction zero. And the most unhappy I've been in my life was during that time. And so, um, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing in my mind bad things to bad to mm. good people or bad things to anyone. I was in my mind, I had, I was doing something that was just fine, but I had this arbitrary goal, this arbitrary number.
0: Arbitrary and, that kept changing.
1: And it kept changing. You know, and it it changed as I would get to it. And that's because there's no satisfaction in, in these numbers. As I get older, no matter how much
0: I noticed that one of my goals now is people. It's one I didn't understand. And I don't think I was equipped to understand it mentally until I was older, but now Mm -hmm. my goal is people. I got two questions for you. One from the chat room. I guess this is a quick one. Did they count your juvenile record against you or was it sealed?
1: No, actually, um, the small town that I was in um, they actually uh golly he's gone now but the judge that the judge that took care of everything around here he wouldn't let any of that stuff be on my record and so there was one charge there was no charges on my record and there was one uh only one arrest on okay. my record and huh. they they wanted to use it but the, they ended up. Not using it. the prosecution decided. Now we can't use that. And it was a a machete that was in the back of my truck one time.
0: I'd like to thank Dave Annabelle down Stealth down. Stealth right now very much. Thank you very much. I Appreciate that. Um, I'm, I'm guys, I'm gonna give you the phone number if you guys want to call in three two five two six one zero eight nine two. We have uh, we have until six o'clock, and then he has to go party. It is Saturday night, so Saturday night. Yep, Saturday Night Live, live at 5. <laughs> <laughs> so could could you talk to me about the programming in the prison, how they were programming people? And then and yes, if we have absolutely. time also, so the programming of your thoughts in there, and then also you told me about some um, FBI agents that were in there working undercover, supposedly, allegedly.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Suspe- I guess I would say suspected. but um,
0: Suspected, yes. And
1: and i would i would say probably spooks uh it was it was definitely definitely people with some intelligence that was beyond what they would you would expect but uh, yeah so what were we going to talk about again oh
0: yeah so well that's the second thing the spooks the the first thing is the programming yeah and not even the word for the television that part of it too
1: yeah so stunning to me was um the way that the uh, prison, the entire thing about the prison, I mean, they run those places like prisons. It's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, they run them just like schools. Um, so you go to a counselor and you have a counselor just like you do in college. And they have these uh, uh, programming bills for you. And uh, so there's number of ways that you can meet these goals like you can do uh, extended ed- extend your education you can take uh different courses and stuff like that and that's all great and part of the programming and uh but what was stunning to me was that one of the main programming goals was network television and so anything else in the prison could go down but one thing that i guarantee you they're going to have in a federal prison is you're gonna have access to a television. And these televisions at the facilities I was at were uh, outside in the runs, mm-hmm. And so there was always a specific amount, depending on the size of the building, and how many inmates were in there that were dedicated to sports, because that's a big one. And uh, then they had uh, divided the uh, Ones on the other side, and this was in every one of the buildings, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, divided by racial category. And so you had uh, Spanish TV and you had uh, uh, black entertainment mm-hmm. television on one, and then you had like non stop uh, NASCAR and what you would think of as typical redneck television uh, going, Jerry Springer, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was stunning to me was the amount of uh, inmates that watch Cops. I mean, it's like the most popular show. Would be well, on every I heard that that's television. the
0: second popular one. Isn't the first one Jerry Springer?
1: Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer and Cops. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. It'll drive you up the wall. But, yeah, that that's actually a thing in a programming uh, goal is a, a certain amount of television. They want you to watch television all the time. So uh, when TV. I was in prison, that's when I, that's when I stopped watching television. And, uh, and it wasn't just because that was the center point of most fights. Most fights were centered around the television. You know, this one wants to watch a uh, family guy and well, no, we're not watching that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to watch cops, you know? So, um. And so it was a uh, it was just mind blowing really to see that to see that that oh okay this is what you want people to do you want them to sit here and watch this television so so you have these
0: uh, it's it's the same when you get on the outside so you get these orders from a high up above mm-hmm. control you know some kind of person that controls coming from and they're telling you this is what you we want you to do and anything outside of this you know that's bad I mean, of course there's there's harsher Punishment for in in prison, but it's the same thing. The the way we have out here, they have these people that are supposedly in charge, telling you things that that you're not supposed to do, and they're trying to control you. But a lot of it is just empty threats out here. We're talking, yeah, and in
1: there too. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, what your, I mean, here's your here's your deal that uh, blows most people away. They go into prison and they think, well, I'm here, I'm being punished, right? Well, I mean. If you do something bad in there, what do they do to you? Well, they, they put you in some jail cells on the end of the compound. I mean, <laughs> you're already in prison. Though. It's pretty much already a dud deal. They're going to put you in these jail cells with bars, and no air conditioning. And I, I think most of them have air conditioning, but the facility I was at didn't.
0: But then you're it's by yourself. Uh, yeah,
1: you're you're by yourself. And so that's supposed to be the punishment. But let me tell you something that is definitely not punishment in comparison to where you're at. I'll never forget just thinking, my God, if I could just have one minute of solid minute of silence where, where I wasn't hearing conversation from other people.
0: (laughs) So basically uh, do you think some guys are drawn to do something to get thrown in the hold?
1: Oh, absolutely absolutely i mean we would laugh about it I, I would always get yanked out of there because i was one of the only welders on the compound and so the whole thing ran off of a boiler system and so i'd go to the hole and end up thrown back out i'd get thrown out of there because it'd be time to go to work <laughs> and but yeah i would I, I realized my time to go in there and and uh, most definitely try to try to affect a, a low level offense, you know, and, and
0: get put in there. All right, guys, we have about 10 more minutes. Break. We got about 10 more minutes to take your calls. If you want to call in and ask them a question yourself, it's three, two, five, two, six, one, zero, eight, nine, two. So another question I have is you noticed the the, you started noticing the program, the mental programming, the, the, mm-hmm. the way they're trying to make you adapt to, mm-hmm. I mean, really. So it's not. It, there's so much to so it; it's hard to contain in just just a short time.
1: Really, almost impossible. It's but, almost um, impossible. Let me let me give you this, and this will maybe shed some light on it. So people think that, oh yeah, well, you go to a prison, and you know, it's they think a certain thing. Oh well, this is um, rehabilitating, for example. I mean, that that's just a totally false perception. And the feds, as far as I'm, as far as I was wakened up to, um, what they want is that they want you to join a gang, and that's made most obvious and evident to you. And of course, it's for networking. But, um, but what they do is, is they'll uh, promote you joining a gang because the gangs get better food. They get to sit all together. And go to chow at the same time. They get to sit all together. They can be uh, uh, on the compound. Several of them all joined up together, um, doing their own thing. So, uh,
0: so you actually got rewarded if you're part of a gang, is the way it was set up.
1: Not just a little bit.
0: A lot. I mean, bit. it's a
1: tre- a tremendous amount, and it's not the. It's not just like that. For no reason. I mean, it's it's like that because they're they're able to network. So they're able anyone okay. that's calling these people, they can network to the outside. Oh, this one's talking to that one. That one's talking. To this
0: that way, one. They, can get, they can get they can arrest more customers, in- right? They can arrest more customers.
1: Sure, sure. you absolutely twenty-seven thousand dollars a year in nineteen, or in 27000 dollars a year was what they're taking from tax dollars to house each inmate, and at a uh, hundred and seventy thousand of them in the. System when I was in there, so you can just you can just think, oh well, a, a massive amount of money, not to mention Unicor, and so Unicor. If you just look up the stock on Unicor, this is a, a factory that makes everything like a for law enforcement or military clothing and things like this. Um, the uh, cages and police cars. Uh, anything you can think of, they've got a Unicor facility where the highest paid worker is making 30 cents an hour. Wow. And there's no restrictions on anything as far as how many hours they can work. There's no oversight to the Bureau of prisons. And so Unicor is a great investment. I mean, the, the stock is continually going up. Goes it's one up of the no top ones, the, sen-
0: the senators push. Um, we don't have a lot of time left here. Uh, there's two things I want to ask you is once you got out, how did you notice that our society was being programmed, you know, on the free side here outside the walls. But I also wanted to, okay, I also wanted to ask you. Um, well, I forgot what the other thing is, so let's just go with that first one.
1: Absolutely. And so, like I say, when I was released, the uh, oddest thing was to figure out or to, to have this uh, revelation, I guess that um, that I'd always been in a prison. And as far as what I mean by that is, is uh, we're trapped in the same, uh, the same programming standards and the same perceptions as are pushed inside of there. And so- oh,
0: got a phone call there. Hello, caller You called in to Midnight Radio. This is Jerry. Do you have a comment for JT? Oh,
2: hi. Yeah, I did actually. How are you doing?
3: She's talking to you, Good. JT.
2: Um. Good. Good. I, I had a question. How I don't I think I might have been behind in the in the chat, but how much time did you end up serving with uh the plea deal that you took?
1: Oh you okay, got so uh,
2: sixteen years?
1: Uh yeah, total, but it was uh, concurrent sentences so um concurrent. Is that the right word? I think so in yeah. at, at the same time. Uh-huh. And uh so uh total. Yeah, instead of consecutive. Served, Mm-hmm. And so I took a residential drug and alcohol program, which is something else I'd love to tell you about. Um, but uh, and so I served t- I served six years, is what I served. Six okay. years and then six six months of halfway house. But all you right. get a year and off of your sentence for the RDAP. So
2: okay, all right. And then you were speaking about they wanted you to join a gang. And that's because they can network. And is that all because the the prisons here are for profit? They're privately owned. They're not owned by the government, correct? Mm,
1: that's not correct. There there are privately owned, but there are also um, ones that are owned by the United States government. And the one that I was in, oh, uh, that I served most of my time in, was uh, absolutely owned by the U.S. government, the National Guard has a a little outpost on every one of these facilities. And so they're actually the the boots on the ground, so to speak, inside of the facility. The guards can't actually touch an inmate or do anything to you other than, you know, verbal commands or not even commands, just verbal suggestion, really. And then if you're uh, belligerent, then national guard comes
2: in that's just so fascinating because this is not what is portrayed in the media about you know prisons and i know that the federal Absolutely. system keeps everything a lot more hush hush and um
1: most definitely
2: so you're this is just fascinating everything that you've been saying thank you and i i had no idea that they had you all working and then you know, the products would go to law enforcement. I had no idea.
1: Yes, yes. Or say the so free uh, labor, free labor. Like uh, all of the military uniforms uh, during uh, the uh, Afghanistan war, um, those were all made at a Unicor facility right at the prison I was at. And so, wow, that
2: was yeah, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And did it seem like they they really wanted? even when people got released, that they were kind of just, like, wanted you to come back, basically, and get, you know, convicted again and come back?
1: Okay, so they have a, uh, yeah, so in the federal system, there's a 98.9% conviction rate, and there's a 98.6% recidivism rate. And so that means that 98.6% of the people get thrown back into the federal system for the exact same crime that they went the first time.
2: Oh my gosh! This is crazy.
1: Wow. It is crazy.
2: Cause I I actually have a friend of a friend of a friend. We'll just say it like that. That recently got uh, he took a plea deal for um. Uh, what was it? Uh, he he was sending drugs by mail. So. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know lots of guys um that ended up on extremely long sentences doing that. A lot of times they'll attach a CCE or continuing criminal enterprise charge to that and that comes with a minimum of 20. 20 uh,
2: years, huh?
1: Yeah, that's the very, that's where it starts. So it's really incredible. Uh, Yeah. And so, so uh, so So after you
2: got out, what did you do? I don't, I don't know if I heard you say that.
1: What did I do? Yeah, what have you been uh, doing so, since you got out? Okay, so when I got out, I uh, hired on with a, a rig drilling and uh, mm-hmm. worked my way up in that, uh, all the way up through uh, tool pusher, and worked with several companies, like 32 companies in eight years as the oil field went up and down. And uh, now I make waffles for it. <laughs> in the factory. You
4: make waffles?
1: wallboard
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> I you said waffles i'm like,
1: I was like yes i love <laughs> <laughs> no, i wish
2: <laughs> wow wow okay that is because i know it's so hard for for people to get jobs when they get out so a lot of Most them definitely. also crime yeah, is the only a, thing that they can do
1: oh and that's another thing you know and so the uh, programs that they offer there are for jobs that men won't be hired at and so when I was in there, they yeah. offered an HVAC program, and so if you take the HVAC program, it would take a couple of years to get this, and so it's a really good as far as the information is there, but they really don't have anyone from the outside to present the course, so the men have to study it themselves, but then they're completely disillusioned when they get out, and they try to go to work somewhere, because you can't hire on with any residential place Because uh, insurance won't cover a felon to go into people's, and you can't get bonded, and uh, insurance won't (sighs) allow them to hire them as an HVAC person. As a matter of fact, I tried to set up a uh, a welding program since they had, uh, I think, twenty welders inside the metal shop over there, and I was like, uh, I was like, look, we can set up a welding program easy. I can show these guys how to weld. And they can weld industrial and they can get a job immediately on release. And it's a skill, not a talent. And so, you know, I had a million reasons on, hey, we've already got all of the stuff and tried to get that started and went through all of the uh, Bureau of Prisons paperwork to try to get the program going. Uh, And and absolutely not. The only programs they would offer were uh, programs for things that uh, people wouldn't be able to Actually utilized when
0: they got out. So, I'd like to thank her for calling in. We're running out of time for the interview. I'd like to thank thank you. I'd like to thank yeah. thank TJ, Kinderfeller for this interview. You we have it. more with him coming up. We haven't even gotten into his actual prison stories yet. We were just talking about everything on the outside of it. Uh, if you would, I'd appreciate if you could uh, return and tell us the prison stories some sometime in the future. Could you do that for us? Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you again, and have a good night. I'll, I'll talk to you have next time.
3: Good time, counter. Thanks.
0: All right, guys, you stay right up right here because we're going to be back, and we're going to talk about the follow-up of Joseph Morris, and I ain't talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about the most wanted man on YouTube right now, faking, faking a call. Not a call faking a recording of a screen. We talked about that earlier today and I've I've been talking to you guys all about this today, both in our in our comment section, um and on my emails. You guys have been emailing me like crazy. Um, I'd like to thank the lady that called in. I really do. He had he had some place to be. All right, the phone lines are still open, people, 325 261 Someone in the chat room said, they said, Jerry, did you hear about Joseph Morris' fallout from the fake recording? I have not heard about the fallout. You guys call me and let me know. I'm about to tell everybody about um, how he got busted. And we kind of talked about this when we did our our live this morning. We said, hey, guys, and I don't remember if I put this in the comment section or if I said it, but I think this sounds like something from Scream. Of course, it wasn't, but I said, it seems like us together, we should be able to find out where this came from. And Ickmel, Ickmel busted him on this, and what was it? He busted them on a few different things, a few different levels. And I saw this, and it made me sick. We just went over how the Moscow police were saying they were talking about sleuths and how you, you guys are interested in this, talking about it. Some of you might be, could be criminally charged. And I just made a comment in the comment section to somebody, and I'm like, yeah, that could actually happen if somebody faked some evidence. And then, boom, somebody sent me, an email about what Ikmel did, and they busted him out on it. I cannot play the real recording of where the audio came from, but it was fake. I can't play it because it goes against YouTube's terms of service, which is unfortunate, but I can't. And um, but what it was, it was a, it was a, from a Twitch stream. There's these people on there. Um, you guys, what is the name? What's the name of that male and female couple that they're always fighting? They're always fighting. So I asked you, what should be done about this? We set up a, we set up a poll. We're going to go to that in a minute. But I got some questions for you guys. But I also got a contest. I have an Easter egg contest for you guys. I have got another hat. Another hat for you guys. Let me see. It's hard to orientate. Can you see that better? I got a midnight radio hat for you guys to win. Here's what you got to do. There is one word misspelled, and you've been looking at it all night, on, on our news ticker up there. One word misspelled. What I want you to do is go to the community page, go to our last post. matter of fact, I'll even put the community page up there for you. And I want you to put a comment in there with that word. And I want you to put a number between 1 and 30. We're going to run the random generator. And the person between 1 and 30 is going to win. Whoever gets the number first. Another thing is this time, the last person that won won it from, from Ireland. Which is okay. We have a, a partner that we can ship through to Ireland. We're actually going to send that out tonight. Of course, it's going to take a while to get there because we're going to do this in a batch. Um, But I want it to be someone in the USA, you know, to make it fair, to make it even. I I want, it has to be someone from the USA. You have to type the misspelled word. You can spell it correctly or misspell it yourself, however you want to do that. It has to be in the comment section of our latest community post. And I'll even uh, hook you guys up and... Put a link to the community post right here if RoboMod hasn't done it already. So here you go. You get a high-quality black uh, Midnight Radio hat. Boom. Again, I'll say this one more time. This is only for those who are in the live chat right now, so you have to watch it live. If you guys are watching, I'd really appreciate it if you give me a thumbs up. If you guys are watching but you're not here in the chat, you can, go, you can subscribe and hit the bell. you got to hit the bell. A lot of people said, hey, I don't know when you go live. It's because you got to hit the bell. And then um, all notifications, you'll even get, the, get our community posts right there. So we have 161 votes. We have three choices, and I want to show you guys. And then we're going to go over more of what Ickmel said. Do you think Joseph Morris faked the University of Idaho murder scream video? Vote here and right below if you think he should be punished. If so, how in the comments? We'll talk about this after our interview tonight at 5. Better yet, you could call in and tell me what you think. And I would love you. It's a talk show, people. Call in and tell me what you think about this. You have a time limit to the phone calls are five minutes as voted by you. And the reason why we also went over the screen video wasn't my choice. It was yours. This is you guys' show, and you guys are doing a great job. You tell me what you want to watch. And you guys email me all this information, and I investigate it. I go over it. We put the show out. So basically, this show is in your image. It's our conversation together. That is what this is. 86% of you guys said he faked 86% out of 161 votes. I don't think he faked it with 7%. And he might've made a mistake is 7% with uh, 25 comments. You guys are going to click on this comment and leave your comment of the word that's misspelled from the ticker. And, uh, then email me when we tell you which one, won a number from one to 30. So the word this misspelled a number from one to 30. And at the end of this, we're going to choose one of your numbers. All right. So here's some of the comments. Absolutely, positively, 100%. Campbell Towns said, that guy steamrolled me. I was so upset after watching that part on a show last night, I couldn't sleep. and just gave me the worst vibe ever. Confused me, and manipulated my mind as well as others. He needs dealt with by the authorities. I just saw that and was ready to send it to you. And a lot of you guys did thank you. If something like this happens, you guys send it to me right away. Don't think somebody else did. You guys just all send it to me. That lets me know. That actually makes sure it gets to me, and it also lets me know what you guys are tuned into because I do consider this your show. My part of it is getting to converse with you. Definitely he faked it. He even went as far as editing a news article. Okay, here's the point on that. He even went so far as to edit, editing the news article. So you think, okay, well, maybe somebody sent it. I'll tell you guys about this. Maybe, like, you guys email me stuff. Of course, I look through it and and fact check it. You know, I don't talk about everything. You know, we're all in this together, and a lot of this is confusing. But I feel like I have, I can't, I feel like I can't just go out and say, okay, this is 100% correct. You know, I can't do that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for clicks and views. I'm here every day. It's a part of what I do, just to be here and talk to you guys, and I mean that. Um, The part about the article really pissed me off, and it pissed a lot of you off, too, because you realized what was going on here. Okay, nobody, the way it was edited, somebody can't just send you that. and like, oh, here's this, and here's the article. We read it in the show, and it didn't have that part in the article. Uh, I believe it was me and who? And... Campbelltown, we were talking about that. Uh, I go to the article I read; it didn't see say that the neighbor recorded a part of it. It didn't, and the part, the way it was edited, was through HTML. So it has to be through the browser you're using. So I do believe that Joseph Morris a hundred percent faked this. And part of it, it broke my heart. And this is the part that really broke my heart. And this was before I found out he faked it. You guys were commenting in the comment section. And you said, you know, you guys were trying to figure out how to verify this, you know. And somebody said, I think if the parents were given this audio, they would be able to know if it was their daughter or not. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I hope nobody gives this to them. And I know some people probably called, called this in the police department. I know they call that tip line. And as you, you can see, anybody that wants to talk about this, they don't want anybody to. Um, but can you imagine being a parent of a, of a daughter? This murdered right at the holidays in such a horrific way. You feel the police are incompetent, but you can't talk about it. You feel like they're not doing enough, but you can't talk about that. And you have somebody do such a horrible thing as this. First of all, for you to hear, for you even to hear something like that. Second of all, an hour later, for you to find out it was fake. Oh my God. I asked you what you guys thought his punishment should be. I don't know what the fallout of this is because you guys aren't calling me and telling me, and I've been live. So, phone number is three two five two six one zero eight nine two. I'd like to talk to you and find out what the fallout is, but I don't know right now. So, what should his punishment be? What did some of you guys say? Absolutely, he should be punished. He has done stuff like this before. It's reported by Iqbal that he did it in the Gabby Petito case and showed evidence if that's what he did. I voted a great big yes, of course. They should put Joseph in jail for this. Could he be, have criminal charges filed? Could he be thrown in jail? Maybe not. Could he have criminal charges filed on him? Absolutely. Because there is the disclaimer that this is for entertainment purposes only. This is fair use. He goes, I don't know if this is a fact. This is just what I got, okay? But there's the evidence that he actually changed the HTML himself and reported on this. Wow. And if I did something like that, it wouldn't even occur to me to, to, to do something like that. That's not what I'm here for. But, man, it just takes me back. If I did something like that, I know... I would be expecting to be demonetized at the very least. Um, Maybe getting kicked off the entire platform. Uh, This guy might be made an example of. I don't know that he will. Um, I don't know what's going to happen about this. And it's the the very last thing I would ever want to say is I think somebody should get deplatformed. And I haven't actually said that because really I'm not here for my opinions. But it's hard for me to say that because, you know, that's a word that gets thrown around anybody that decides to fire up that camera. Oh, you you did something I don't like. So you talked about something I don't think should be talked about, but this is different. This is a forgery. This is a fraud. This is something horrific. How many, how, how much longer would he have ran with this? But, and that's why it's important for us to speculate. That's why it's important for us to have theories. This is a safe place for it. we can, bust these kind of frauds, you know, we, we're not the ones that did it, but I'm not just talking about us. I'm talking about Ickmel and, and his viewers too. Um, anybody in this true crime area, and let me tell you, which, which I find myself in now, part of this true true crime community, and I'll tell you this, I mean, anybody who's anywhere in the true crime community is completely disturbed that this person did this. And, you know, I'm disturbed at this fact. I would never show you guys something I know is blatantly false. Because I don't think of you like that. I respect you guys. Every one of you guys, I respect. I don't let. I let everybody have free speech about their religious beliefs and political beliefs. Because I don't. It, that doesn't matter. And nobody's going to talk down to you in my chat room or or our comment section about what you're saying. It's it's, it's it just it's not going to happen. It's not going to be allowed. Not one inch. But for him to disrespect his subs and disrespect his viewers like that, uh, to think, you know, I just see him, he flicked the camera off, started looking at his views going up, ha, 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 these idiots. Oh, look at this. Oh, I'm so good at this game. He outright perpetrated a fraud in the worst kind of way. I'm going to. He did. He did. absolutely we're gobsmacked i think i wrote that word somewhere today in an email you know hours before we found out the fraud people were emailing me about this i'm like yes i think it's fake i think it comes from some kind of horror movie like scream or something i'm not sure which one i was even looking through the different horror movies but i can't i can't verify something like this by myself but i know a lot of you guys were looking at it too I'd call in, but I can't talk. The moment the hus the hubby's got to sleep. He right he falsified body cam footage from I E. I don't know about that. You guys, can one of you guys call me and tell me what the fallout from this is, please? I'm I'm li- I've literally been here. Come on now, come on, man. Okay, why are you doing that? I got some. I got some voicemails. voice smells voice smells we all
2: hey there i'm just uh actually
1: calling hey, no. about that video that you posted where you're sort of analyzing that audio um my take on it is the the two different audios definitely sounded completely different the one in the background of the police uh body cam footage and the one that you were focusing on which um, I don't know if you've confirmed where that came from, but the one thing that stands out to me in that uh, particular audio clip is that whoever the breathing is coming from sounds like it's someone whose adrenaline is pumping. You know, that real
2: breathing, it's uncontrolled. So that's, that's really stood out to me. So I just wanted to add my two cents. I just found your channel. I really like what you're doing.
0: That is something else is completely, completely disturbing. And I'm trying to not lose my crap right here about it. So you guys remember this morning, you guys were here with me. We listened to that video. And it didn't hit me until I- Icmell played it, but it sounded the exact same. Okay. So here's exactly what I think has happened. I've spent... I've spent so much time with audio. You guys have no clue. Here's, here's what it heard to me. You know, Ickmel is showing the different ways you can manipulate the audio and all that's true. But to me, and I got an example right here. He just simply had it on his phone like this. Had it leading into his console. And was playing that sound and went... <sighs> And you know what? Not only did he do that, but if you listen to the breathing, hear my voice. Do you guys hear my voice? I'm going to count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Now I'm going to breathe. You hear? If you can hear it really well. The screams online came from Joel Rancid. Okay, I'm going to pull that up and I'll post that. I got to be careful what I do, guys. Because if it's not something that could play on YouTube, I'm not supposed to post the link. But yeah, there it is. Joel Rancid. I could tell it sounded like his freaking voice that was doing the breathing. It sounded... I heard it again. I'm like, ha. Ah. So you have two two levels of audio. And different... You have him holding it, so it's like it's sounded outside, and you have him... Ah. I'm like, damn, that's him. That. But the thing that really... Drove it over the top was him faking the article. I'm like, God, why would somebody, somebody do that? Somebody in our community, because this is a community. Somebody called it a tribe, where the Fruit Loop tribe don't sound real. Yeah, it wasn't real. It's hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind, people. The ICML video is. We're, I'll post a link to it in the description below. You can look at our community page. It's right on there. Wow. I think there should be some major ramifications for this, but whenever there is on YouTube, it affects everybody. So they're going to like, oh, nobody can talk about whatever. Yeah, Exploitation Nation. Remember the scream from the song Rollercoaster? That sounds like a murder screaming, a blood curling, not what we heard. What we heard was pretty bad, though, I must say. Okay, midnight. Okay, I need to... I need to this is a good question. Midnight did the cops on the video turn and look. Okay. The the the, the cop cam video is not the same as the video of this the audio of the scream. And I don't even think that he said it was. I think that was a that was a rumor that was busted right away. We um we busted that on our show because it did not sound the same at all. However, what and, and that's not what Morris was saying either. What he was saying is he was saying that it was the guy, Harish. It was Harish's article. And in the article, he altered it to said not only did he hear it, but he could record He recorded a little bit of it. And he said that he had that audio. And, and the body cam part, that came from some other place. So Those were never the same. Somebody asked me a question, do you think the perp dressed for the activity, like black sweatpants and sweat hood, I mean, did he plan it or just crazy? Do you really want to know what I think about that? Because there is something I think about that. This is a, everybody ready? It's a wild ass speculation. I'm thinking, guys, here's what I'm thinking, and I could be wrong. Maybe I am. We we were... You guys saw the video of the police body cam, okay? You saw that those kids were there. Um, nobody noticed anybody there, right? Uh, one thing, interesting thing that kind of came from Harish was that he saw that black SUV, although it wasn't the right time. Um, but it was odd to him, so he reported it, and the police apparently aren't having trouble finding it, so that tells me they ruled it out. I'm thinking the murder was dressed just like any co- other college kid that was there. And... um and I could be wrong. I'm thinking it was a college kid, and I think he was dressed normally. And I know that um, somebody knows he did this. Somebody might have helped him after the fact. I don't know if, he, I think it was one that did it, but what do I know, right? Um, but I think he might have had uh, accomplices after the fact that helped him get away. This is just what I think. But I think he was dressed to mix in with the other college kids. It's party night. It was a big party night. And there's no doubt about that. He needs tons of reports made on him, and YouTube will take action if a massive amount of reports come in. This has just rolled us. I mean, uh, you guys, the subs and the creators, I just, I can't believe it. I want to cry because you're thinking about, the parents getting sent that audio. Hey, uh, could you verify this audio? I can't believe it. Um, wow. I'm still in the state of almost shock about this one thing.
1: And keep up the good work.
0: Good point. First, it came from Morris. Who's next? Certainly not Ryan Upchurch, who went after Mill last month. Uh, yeah. And that's another thing I don't do either is I don't fight with other creators or fight on here. Like I said, my number one rule is the conversation between you and I, not between me and other creators. So, all right, let me, uh, I got the second part of this phone call. Okay. Do we have anybody reporting on me to me about what the fallout is? So it could be one of those kids that were sighted in that body cam footage. Uh, midnight Radio, you're talking to Jerry.
2: Hi, Jerry.
0: Hi. Hi, uh,
4: my name is Marie, and I'm calling from Florida. Hi, Marie. Um, I watched the um, Morris thing while it was live streaming yesterday.
0: Do you have your uh, computer oh. on? If you do, could you mute me? I have the
4: TV. I'm on the TV. Okay. So I should...
0: Would you mind muting that real quick?
4: Greg, do you need to mute this?
0: Yeah, could you mute the TV? Um,
4: okay, yes. Okay, thank you. I think you. I just did.
0: Okay, you can rewind it a little bit back.
4: Greg, would you mute this, please? Thank you. Um, so I watched the stream live yesterday, uh, okay Morris guy. Good, good, good. So and, tell me um, what you thought. There was a lot of, um, it, can you hear me better now?
0: Yes, I hear you. Great. Tell me what you thought when you were watching it live.
4: Well, first of all, it was like a lot of clickbait to get you in. And then there was a, like a lot of delay before he played the video or the audio. And, um, He, you know, sign up and da-da-da. But, like, the whole time, even before he played it, I thought, this this can't be happening. And then when he did, the first time he played it, I immediately thought, this is not real. Like, you know, like, it couldn't possibly be real. And then after he finished playing it, uh, he played it a couple times, and then he said, "Um, it sounds like... Kaylee or Maddie, like he even tried to say that it sounded like one of the girls that he had seen in a TikTok or something. So like, I just don't understand how anybody could have believed that to be true. And then, um, you know, I just took it with a grain of salt and didn't believe it myself. But, you know, and then I also like everybody else, like God bless those parents that had to listen to that.
3: Oh, I can't imagine.
4: You know, like, like they don't already have in their heads every thought that could you know, every sound that could... Anyway, uh, and then I saw the ikmid today, and um, he debunked it very efficiently, I thought.
0: He did, and he did it in a kind right. way, too, I thought. A kind of what? He did it in a very kind way.
4: Yes, he seems... He's very... Like yourself, he's very uh, diplomatic and um, patient. Uh, but he was very scientific about it. You know, like he just broke it down, how he did the, how he changed the, the titles and, you know, everything. Um, I, I And I also noticed another thing that was kind of odd with the Morris guy is when he was talking, uh, he, somebody asked where he was from and he said United States. And then he said something about, oh, I'm from Canada. But when I say I'm from Canada, my viewership goes down. So sometimes I just say I'm from the United States. So I don't know where mm-hmm. he's really from or what impact that would have. That has but that's a very big impact. That,
0: he, that actually has... something a,
4: that he mentioned, which I thought was odd.
0: That has a very... I'm
4: kind of new to all this YouTube stuff, so, mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know. You're right. That does have a very imp- big impact, uh, both civilly and if he, he uh, broke
3: any...
4: Right. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, if he's from Canada, what, what would the repercussions of his behavior be you know, different or less or more um, because he's not from the United States. But, well,
3: we're definitely going um, to find was, out. It
4: was just weird. Like, you know, you could just immediately, I knew, and the whole thing with the kids in the uh, video, the boys, uh, there was some uh, a noise in the background, which you also played of something like, you know, get out, get out or whatever. But it didn't match up at all with what he what Morris played okay and
0: um, so tell me about that can someone tell me that in the chat room right now they're saying that he edited the body cam so you're telling me it from Morris because I I guess I didn't catch the tail end of it he edited that audio into the body cam too I,
4: I don't think I don't know about that what he did is he played the audio from the body cam and there's a little snippet, which you also played this morning, I think it's at like 22 seconds, mm-hmm, yes. where you can hear a girl in the background saying something like stop it or, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe just somebody walking by or whatever. Um, but he gave the implication that what was heard on the body cam was the same thing that the neighbor heard.
0: Wow harsh. I was wondering why people were talking about that because all I had was the real evidence and I'm like I don't I had what he he gave us the the audio clip and then I had the real body cam and then I had the real article I'm like I'm not seeing a connection to any of these three things and I'm like right
4: because in the actual article there's nothing about screens and there's nothing about audio certainly and listening to it live last evening I mean it was so clear that it was made up or like maybe they did it out back or, and the gasp, like you said, I also thought watching it that he kind of did the gasp.
0: It sounded like Like his
4: voice. It could just be my interpretation now. I'm just me watching, you know, I'm just nobody. But um, that's just was my impression. Like, I I don't know. I It it just, to me, it was, there was no question that it was fake. And I couldn't comprehend what would possess them except for more viewership. And um, the yeah. numbers were going
0: up. I think he's a sociopath. I'm going to call that out. Um, I
2: don't, so, I don't know so you know anything about that. But oh, I do. I do. Mean, like, I I do. Here's it. a very different. Like-
0: it's a very definition of being a sociopath. What you have is this. You, you and I are thinking that both along the same lines. Why would he do this? Well, clicks and views, I guess. But who the hell would ever do something like that? boom that's a sociopath someone that doesn't care what they have to do to get the things that they want that's all i'm saying it's literally the definition of sociopath i'll put a link to it in the description
2: i mean it's it's just
4: cold it's very cold mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially like you even said like you know it's the holidays and this isn't just like you know i've i've had uh, a son that that died tragically and um, you know it's it's not something you know that you want somebody you know, joking around about or toying with, you know, it's, it, it commands a certain level of respect. I, I think, um, uh, a level of
0: reverence. So you, you used to be a subscriber to him. Are you still a subscriber?
4: I not. I don't subscribe to anybody I just put on YouTube and whatever comes up I I've been trying to watch about the Idaho kids you know I've been try, and I'm, so I'm watching like tons of like pretty much everybody I think I have like 8 or 10 so whenever they put out a snippet you know I watch that so I'm not I don't pay anybody and I there's and I'm not sure I'm new to I'm I'm, I'm an old lady so, mm. and I'm new to the YouTube world so I'm not even sure how I would type in a comment like you know how you have your feed i don't know how to do that so but yours gives the option to call and i almost called yesterday um but tonight i just thought i would give it a try at least i can express my two cents
0: i really appreciate appreciate you by the way
4: that guy you had on before was freaking awesome
0: he's going to be back he you get we haven't even touched the surface he was a little bit nervous tonight maybe but that's okay He'll get he'll get there. Um, he has so many good stories that you've none of us have ever heard. You guys are in for something. My, we,
4: well, my daughter had some experience with the penal system, shall we call it, mm-hmm. and um, we call it art school jail. Um, but uh, she said that all the stuff at, where she was uh, positioned uh, is tied in cahoots with uh, um, oh, I can't think of his name. He had the the game show. Um, Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now, but it, it's a TV show. There's another guy on it now. There's girls that show the boxes and the thing spins around.
0: Oh, Wheel of Fortune? No, Will of Fortune.
4: Not Wheel of, not Wheel of Fortune. Who, um, who wants to marry a millionaire? Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Oh, Drew Carey. Not, yeah, it's Drew Carey now, but it used to be Bob Barker. Yes, Bob. And she said all the stuff in their jail was... Somehow, Bob Barker made money off of that. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to get in any trouble for that either.
0: That's a W-A-S. But, um, that's okay.
4: But, but she said he made a lot of money from the privatized system. Wow.
0: That's an incredible story I'm going to have to look into.
4: Now, again, I can't vouch for that. I didn't research it, but that's, you know, I don't know why she would say that. She was there. So.
0: Well, you're at the right place for some speculations, though.
4: Yeah. So well, what, I don't want to tie up other people's time, but if you I got, have questions, I, I, I'll... Yeah, I got one I have, more
0: question for you before I let you go. First of all, I really appreciate your call, your calling. So you watched that on his channel and, 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 and I believe, you know, now it's a forgery. What do you yeah, think...
3: I, I
4: suspected that at the time.
0: What do you, should you think there's any kind of punishment? What do you think the repercussions should be for this?
4: Oh, you know, I, I... I'm not sure. I hadn't really thought about it because when you said to for calls, you wanted to know what the, what the repercussions were, and I, I don't know anything about that. I tried to Google it, but I didn't see anything yet, although it's on there that it's a scam. Um, what do I think should happen? Um, definitely he should be removed, and apparently he did the same thing with the Gabby Petito case. Uh, I read that he said that uh, Landry uh, had a, accidentally put his uh, – Facebook Live on, and was a little snippet of Landry in a boat, and he played that video, and that uh, has since been proven. It was just a clip he took out of a fishing video, because they found the actual video.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, So it's not the first time he's done it. So punishment, punishment. I don't. I don't even like to use that word, but repercussion. Certainly, he should be. you know, I hate to tangle with free speech because I'm a big proponent of free speech, and you can say whatever you want, even if it's wrong. But, uh, but and to, I guess that would fall under that. But um, oh,
0: I'm the I'm just like you. <laughs> I'm just like you. I, I, I'm like oh my god, what what I, should it be?
4: You, you know, like if we make them to stop talking. That, you know, do you have a right? Do you, do you have a right to speak? But do you have a right to be a jerk? I Either, think. Do you have a right to be? I like, do It's know. like ho- hollering and fire in a in a crowded room. You know, like where's the li- where's the line? I know, I know
0: exactly. It just popped in my head what exactly should happen to him in my mind if I was in charge. I think um, some of the way, he's he's doing it for a reason. He's doing it to make money. We should take that part away. So however YouTube could do that to where, okay, well, you're still on here because we believe in free speech and YouTube is changing a little bit to allow a little bit more free speech, um, from after, you know, how it's been for the last couple of years. But if we, if they make it to where, okay, well, you can't have money from this aspect of YouTube anymore. That'll curtail. Yeah. That
4: was, yeah. Cause you know, cause that seems to be his focus, um, is making a, either personal attention or personal financial gain so you know to hit him where it would bother him uh without taking away his ability to speak um and maybe he has some kind of some kind of reason for it all you know i'd be hard put to i'd like to hear it if he does have a a reason for it but i'm i'm not coming up with anything so
0: well thank you for calling i really appreciate it I, i look forward to speaking to you in the future
4: Okay,
0: well, thanks for listening. Thank have you. a good night. You too. So, guys, I'm, I was trying to work on getting the ring out of the phone call here, and I have different ways I can do that. But uh, for the past couple of days, nobody's been calling me very much, so I haven't had time to adjust it. Uh, So I, I don't know if I played this or not, but I'm going to play this again. I got the second part of that phone call. Another YouTuber... So somebody had a very good point in the chat, a few good points, and I know all about copyright. I'm a business major and a writer. I know so much about written copyright and defamation and a few other things too, what you can say, what you can't say. Isn't changing copyright illegal? It is illegal. So the newspaper would have a case against this man if they felt like pursuing charges and they would have to spend a lot of money to do it. Is it worth it? For them, they have to weigh that. Like, all right, we're going to spend all this money to attack this guy. Um, Business decision is it worth it. Probably they wouldn't do that. Somebody said, it isn't free speech. It isn't free speech. He's probably, because it's false information, you're, it's not only false information, it's something that he counterfeited. But you're right. Is it free speech or not? It doesn't seem like it is. Free speech and false information by fraudulent means is totally different things. Yes, but they're not just gonna say maybe you guys are right. If if he was attacked by YouTube or or reprimanded, you know, in a capacity by YouTube and it was exact from what he did, you know, the counterfeiting what he had, and they first of all they'd have a a, a time catching him on it. But usually, what they do is they make something very broad, like look at the case of Alex Jones, and what he did was horrible too. And um, I have an article about it on my website, MidnightRad.io. I had to follow that case, and um, wow, that was that was horrible too. But that affected all of us. That affected you know anybody being monetized for everything, and it was horrible what he did to YouTube. And then he leaves and goes to his own platform which I understand I got my own platform too, MidnightRad.io. but it affected all of us. He did something that affected all of us. I feel like this Morris character is doing something that, that they could take a jackhammer to kill the fly here. And all of us could get affected again. They could say, okay, no true crime community. And none of us want that because this is a place we, we guys, this, this is something we're here because we're all worried about this. Um, It shakes us that we feel like we can't trust our our police. It shakes us that somebody that knew these people could be doing something like this. It shakes our faith in sending our children to college. And that's why we're here talking about this. And what are they going to do? Take it away because one guy's a jackass? Because they will. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is dealt with in this. And that'll be his legacy. (laughs) <laughs> yes they're right he'll he'll get he'll get us all in trouble and that'll be our legacy all right i got one uh a couple more voicemails for you okay so who told me have i seen the fallout on this in the chat room who was that because obviously you guys saw the fallout and i didn't so I, i'm not sure is there fallout yet the fallout's probably that he's going to get a lot more views. Wouldn't that be horrible? That's the fallout?
4: Um, Yes, this is Lisa from Tennessee. Hi, Lisa. Um, Play the video in slow mode, and you can hear her scream through the officer's video on it. Just play it back in slow mode. Bye. Thank you.
0: Again, you know, this is something that we were going back and forth in the the comment section about, you know, separating the body... cam from the sound and Uh, yes yes thank you washington state mom and this is another major issue they're going to lump him in with other cyber sleuths they just had a freaking press release from the moscow police department saying how cyber sleuths could you know possibly be committing a crime and this is exactly what this guy did but he's in canada so they're going to be talking bad about all cyber sleuths but guys that's not us we're just here talking about this we're not cyber sleuths come on now they just they want the news wants you to not talk about this because they're losing viewers because you guys aren't over there watching banfield right now you're over here with us at midnight radio yeah, I thought we solved it in the morning that it was in the police video. So did I. But apparently in some people's mind it wasn't. I hope it is now. I got one more voicemail for you. It's a short one.
2: Hi, um, I was watching your show, and I came up with the idea that perhaps the guy that recorded the girl screaming, he said that she woke him up. So I'm thinking maybe he was irritated because perhaps the party house woke them up. Um, quite a bit so he recorded it maybe to make a complaint so that's one thing I was thinking and as far as the second screening on the police body cam it did sound different but then again there were um, how many girls were three girls were attacked so it could be that one of the you know two different girls were screaming so that's just what I had I wanted to say and I hope
0: you have a good night. I'll be listening. Bye-bye. All right. Do you guys, does anybody else have a phone call? They want to call me? I unsubscribed from him, yeah. It was me, you're right, 240 subscribers. I wish you 100,000. I'm not sure who she's talking to. I'm pretty sure the party house kept many people awake for a long time. So let me go back. Um, We'll look together. We're going to go to our community page, which is kind of like a pub, right? Although I don't drink. We're going to go see how many of you guys entered our contest here. If you haven't entered our contest, I'll give you another two minutes and the way you do that is there's a word that's misspelled in the, the scrolling news scroll crawl across the screen. If you put that word in our latest in our latest uh, community post, I'm sorry, this, this one comment threw me off. Jesus' birthday wish is that everybody to be heterosexual just for one day on his birthday. Isn't that sweet? What? Somebody put he will probably face criminal charges. He was so far out of line. Sick. I don't know. Audra says, What is misspelled number eight? For that hat, misspelled neighbor. Really? Is neighbor misspelled? It wasn't neighbor. Did I misspell neighbor? I don't know if the misspelled word is, LOL, but my number is 14. I'm sorry, you're disqualified. You have to have a misspelled word. The information on the lottery. Uh, too. Okay, we don't have a lot of people here. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to refresh and see if someone else put one. And then we're going to look one more time. And then we're going to do the drawing. He needs to be removed from YouTube. He's a pathological liar. I think he's a sociopath. I study sociopaths a lot in my writing work. Okay, so nobody else entered. I'm going to check the chat room in case somebody said, I want to enter. I want to enter. Again, this is for a hat. Or the hat. All right, where are we at? All right, I'm going to check one more time. And I'm checking the chat room. That's right. Giving you guys a chance. Okay. Will Jesus be mad if we were heterosexual every day? Isn't that such a random thing to post? I don't think Jesus jesus needs wishes does he he gets her done i thought i oh bu- okay bummer i thought misspelled word meant it had to do with what that morris guy wrote no domo you know the you know what the misspelled word is right now it's okay if you want to enter again go back in there and say what it is i just come i just commented on the right one <laughs> you guys commented on the wrong one my guess is welcome 29 no you have to put it on that post that's part of the thing. I'm not trying to be rude about it, but you have to do that so I can do the do it properly. I have to have it in the same place. So go to the community post. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out, boys and girls. I'm going to put a link right here for you. Just click on that. Put the word welcome in a number you want to be, and there it is got to be fair to everybody you guys that are listening on the podcast i want to let you guys know this and the live stream each and every separate one of you i thank you all i'm gonna come up with a a contest just for you guys to win hats okay just for you it's going to be like the golden ticket all right i'll figure that out and get back with you guys all right now i'm gonna i want more people to enter here because it's easier to do and there's more people Welcome is misspelled. No, Naomi Poppins. Ah, oh, you got to put a number too. Did you reply with your number? Yes, number seven. Okay, good. Hey, little wrong way. Welcome number 18. Sorry, though, it was the post. Okay. Okay, here we go. All right. I'm going to do the drawing now. And Judy. Judy, Judy, you got to go to the, hit the link above. I'm going to pin this. I'm going to pin this. Go to that link. And in the last community post in the messages, in the comment section, put put the number that you want to be in the word that's misspelled. J.A. votes with the 7%. Oh yes, yes, Naomi. popping There's a slight lag. Yes, yes, I saw that. You're cleared. You're good. All right, let's do the drawing now. I said one to thirty. I'm going to show you guys this, so you know I'm I'm fair. I want to give I want to give things these hats out to you. I want it. Here we go. I don't have a drum roll. I need to get one, don't I? All right. Between 1 and 30, a number is, drumroll please, 12 is a number. 12 is a magic number. It's a number I didn't see any of you guys post. How fun. So, I'm going to have Robomod find what number was closest to 12. I see a 30, a 22. Brenda Hines says, dang, it was really realistic. What a fraud. What a con. Welcome is seven. Welcome, you got pretty close. Oh, uh, you're the closest so far, Naomi. Naomi, you're pretty close. Oh, I'm sorry, Domo.
3: <laughs> At
0: least you got to enter in, though. Eighteen fourteen. Oh, welcome is closer. I mean, Songbird is closer than Naomi. All right, Songbird. Bum bum bum. Oh, it looks like Songbird's the winner. Brr, songbird. Okay, Songbird might be the winner. So, domo. Not Domo, Robomod. I need you to go into the chat room and see. I need you to verify the number. The winner is number 14. Songbird, the songbird, you won. All right. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Oh, Robo, my double checking. What the heck? Congratulations, Songbird. I'd like to thank you all for calling in. Thank you all for hanging out with me tonight. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, songbird contact me via email with your shipping information all that's 100% confidential and we will get that out to you um, I'll ship it out tomorrow actually the email address is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com and just so you guys know if I ever have to ship something for you I, I get the, the address I ship it and it's deleted from everything I have so if you ever win again I don't still have it nobody does we're going to have a show, guess what, tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. That's right. we got some more stuff to go over, as we always do. We don't always go over the case in Idaho. There's a lot of other cases going on currently. We're going to talk about that at 5 a.m. If you guys, and it is 5 a.m. my time here, I'd like to see some of you guys there. appreciate you guys. Until next time, I want to say this to you. I really appreciate you guys. You guys are the ones that make this show go on. This is a conversation with you. Let me know what stories you want us to cover. Hit me up on the email. midnightrad Rad 101. MidnightRad.io101 at gmail.com. Phone number is 325-621-0892. You can uh, leave up to a three-minute voicemail
3: message and uh, tell me what you think about everything.